0: The Empire searches for its missing prisoners. Omega hustles for credits. A powerful reunion occurs and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the latest episode of The Bad Batch.
1: Hello there, welcome back to the Sky Guys podcast. We are back here for another episode of The Bad Batch. We are taking a different approach to the podcast card this week. I'm your host, Mike Phillips. Join me today, as always, first up, the Man's Voice of the Nation every single week. Pete Considore is here. Pete, how are you?
0: Doing well. Uh, excited to talk about Bad Batch. I'm excited to uh, be talking with you guys every week about it. So um, I'm interested to see what you thought about this episode.
1: Also with us today, the reigning Sabacc champion of the podcast, Nick Freida, is here. Nick, how are you?
2: Doing well. Very excited. We finally have a one-episode thing, so that's exciting. Just to go in, have a short little episode a short little podcast.
1: Yeah, we've got some fun here as we go here. And Pete, if you want to subscribe to us on the podcast, they can do so. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys podcast here, podcast platform, five episodes there. And uh, you have a fun year here on the Sky Guys. Make sure you're subscribed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you're not subscribed, you're missing out on stuff, and it's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. So you might as well be there, uh, be in the subscription, and get all that exclusive content.
1: Yep, and uh, Nick, if you want to follow us on social media, how can you do that?
2: You can follow at Sky Guys Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, threads, and TikTok. We throw a lot of nice reels up on all of those platforms.
1: Yep. You can also follow me. You the YouTube version. Mike Little's on YouTube. We have the graphics up here. We have all our props here. And uh, once again, somebody who's an MVP consideration for the week, I, I would say here. Uh, Lego Omega is here.
2: An interesting week for Omega, to say the least.
1: Yep. Let's get to some Star Wars. We're still working through our backlog here. And uh, Nick, we have some stuff to go through.
2: Yep, so Mandalorian and Grogu, that's the movie that was announced, is set to go into production in California, and there's conflicting reports on whether Petra Pascal will actually be on set. I think that's not a surprise that there's conflicting reports on that, considering we didn't even technically have him in Mandel Season 3, so we'll see. Yeah,
1: before you move on real quick, I'll make a point out here that there's a lot of Hollywood clickbait going on right now. Pete Rowe is like, oh... Pedro Pascal might not be there, whereas they don't really do a good job explaining that he was not there in Season 3. There's going to be probably Brendan Wayne with Teeth Crowder in the suit, and he'll just do voiceover and maybe show up for one day and do a helpless scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. They've done it before. They could do it again. It'll work fine.
2: Yep. Uh, next is Stellan Sk- Skarsgård. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Uh, says that Endor Season 2 is either going to come late this year or early next I can't see it coming late this year, especially if that report that we heard about the Acolyte is true, then it would be, like, starting right when it ends. I guess it's possible, but I just don't see that.
1: Uh, it depends when they throw Skeleton Crew in there. all. so I think it's more likely early 2025.
2: Up next is The Phantom Menace is going to be re-released for May 4th. The weekend, this is the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, or it will be in May. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, the next one is a little piece of comedy. Um, Donald Glover says he wanted to make the Lando movie because he likes the characters, wanted creative control, and his kids like Star Wars. I just find it hilarious that we're still considering this movie even a possibility of even getting close to being made. <laughs> so uh, that's, I guess, Donald Glover's little fantasy. Uh, Disney is releasing a Saj Ventress limited edition legacy lightsaber set, which means I probably have to add a new lightsaber to my collection. So you want the way so aside, Ventress Hiltz. I think so. The problem is that when they release these people that have two, the price is usually close to double, yeah. And it's like it's, it's tough to really justify that, yeah. It certainly is. Um, the Bad Batch executive producer Brad Rouse says that Ventress may pop up and start more Star Wars stories after the Bad Batch, some more Ventress news there, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I guess that means she lives through the show, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but. I guess that's what it means, but we'll we'll see when we when we finally do meet her this season. And the last piece of news is last week we talked about a respawn entertainment Star Wars Mandalorian game, first person game.
1: Yep. It's already been cancelled. <laughs>
2: so unbelievable. I, I this is why I wait till everything is tweeted by the Star Wars Twitter account before I even say it's real. But yeah, this has been happening already. So I guess it was around in our minds for a total of, what, 10 days? Yeah, and Pete, there was the big buzz. Like, oh, this could be a Mandalorian-themed first-person shooter,
1: and nope, gone.
0: Yeah, that 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 was too quick. Um Yeah, who knows? Probably was just a rumor just to get the hype around Mando even more. Um, It'd be cool to get a Mando first-person game, though, eventually, if it ever happens.
2: Yeah, is that it for the news this week, Nick? It is, and it's back to the game, though. Like, for me... I wasn't excited about it, so I'm actually happy it's gone. Personally, it's just a personal thing. I know many people disagree with this, but I can't play a first-person game. The game's first-person, I'm basically out. Yeah. Unless it's a a shooter, maybe, and I get the, like, Call of Duty, whatever, but, like, if it's a first-person game, and if you're... I I can't even play. I think they said this was a first-person shooter, allegedly. Yeah, 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 I know, but, like, either way, I'm probably out on a first-person game. It's very rare that I'm going to be playing one.
1: Yeah, although I will also add here in the good news department here in the video game front, they EA in that same report did confirm that Jedi Survivor is getting a sequel, so the trilogy is being completed. That is great
2: news. That is not a first-person game; <laughs> it's very open world. That's why oh, I like it, third-person. Yep. but um, that's yeah, great news. Oh, so I can't wait to see the ending of that story. You know how I was very happy with the ending of number two.
1: Yep. Let's go into the episode here. A different approach here. We get. More Omega and Crosshair trying to go through the right next after they escape here. What do you guys think about this episode?
0: Um, I mean, I thought it was good. I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. Um, we'll talk about what happens in the episode, but I think everything kind of happens pretty quickly, only in episode four. Um, what are we about, a third of the way okay. through?
1: Yeah, although I yeah. feel like last season, this was the same plot we had this happen to like episode seven.
0: Right. So um yeah, not bad, but not nothing groundbreaking.
1: Uh Nick, I don't we were talking off the air. You said the internet loves this episode.
2: Yeah, all the comments I saw on Instagram were like, "Oh my god, I was crying." It was like, oh, maybe." I mean, I wasn't, but maybe. <laughs> it was good though. I enjoyed it a lot and I'm really happy the story's progressed as far as it has in just four episodes and in really just 2 weeks in our time. I'm really happy that the story's progressed this far, and we got, I believe, this what is this, a 15-season episode? Yeah, 15. 15 yep. episode season? Yep, third way through already. So we're only at four out of 15, and we already have them back together, so that's great. We
1: have yep. 12 more episodes. Well, mostly together. We still haven't, Echo Snow's not showing up in the season yet.
2: Or I guess 11 more episodes, but yeah. But the fact that we got Omega back with the crew is, 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 is huge to me, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah,
1: and Crosshair back with the crew for the first time since Season 1.
2: Yes, yes. He doesn't seem like he's 100% in with clones yet, but we know he's against the Empire.
1: Yep, so what about here? Before we go into the episode itself here, PL Sales, so they've been doing a good job on the cliffhangers this season. Like, this one is the first time really in a clone, in a bad, bad episode in a while, I've said, oh, I want to hit next to see what happens next.
0: I mean... I kind of agree with you and I kinda of disagree with you. I think um it's a great ending to the episode and I think it kind of wraps up the first part of the season nicely. Uh but I am I'm, I'm excited to see what's next, but I'm not like at the edge of my seat. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, well yeah, it's just our, our different opinion in the episode. Let's get into what happened here. We're kinda of go through this pretty quick stuff here. So Omega and Crossing are caressing their ship on a on Planet Flight later on its loud. They disagree in the next course of action. Omega basically says, hey, keep the computer on. Try do to find the corners to go back to Tannis and rescue all the clones that are still trapped there. Crosshair says, hey, kid, we're lucky we got out. Let's get out of here. So interesting little setup here for a big disagreement in terms of the approach to the
2: episode for Omega and Crosshair, Nick. I guess that's why they call it a, called it a different approach, huh? Yeah. Uh, also, did you guys notice that maybe I missed something? Like, they were being tracked, right? I think... Think the ship was being tracked. Remember, they stole it. Why didn't Earth. they just go in hyperspace? The ship was damaged. We, always... can, we can track through hyperspace now. Is that it?
1: Well, I think they had, they ended up having, that was the ship that was damaged. I remember at the beginning of the project. Okay, so
2: there was no hyperspace. Then yeah. it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think they were not in hyperspace because they could, they literally were just trying to get away as fast as they could.
2: Yeah, but simply Omega wants to go back and help everybody. Crosshair doesn't. That's what I'm taking away from the first eight minutes of this episode.
1: Yeah, I think that's about accurate here. And, uh, Pete, we also get an interesting spot here where we get the only shot on Tanzel. Episode. We get this conversation where Hemlock goes and talks to Nalise in the cell and he basically is very mad saying, like, hey, like, you know, very curious that now uh Omega's sample proved to be right after all those ones you tested. And she's like, Ah, eh, you know, flukes happen. And he's like, Well, we're we'll gonna get her back. We're gonna find out here. So very clearly like, he's figured out that she's been dumping the sample, he's not happy.
0: Yeah, I mean he's obviously a smart dude. Um, He's a great character in the show, and I think that, you know, obviously Nala's going to not out Omega. So it's pretty pretty standard conversation between the two. I feel like this is a very stereotypical kind of cat and mouse game with a prisoner and someone trying to fight. I feel like this is done before, but it's still good. It's still good. It's still quality. And and, um, I like the dynamic that's going on between the two of them right now.
1: Yeah, Nick, I do think, obviously... We I, give me as much hemlock as we can, because I think he's the best villain this show has created, and, like, we got very little of him in
2: this episode, but what we got was very fun. Yep. it's it's He's always one step ahead, like, he figures it out very quickly, what's going on, and that's just signs of a good character, signs of a good villain, and very excited to see him probably die, to be honest with you, but yeah. very excited to see his ending.
1: Yeah, excited to see his ending, too, here, and then We find out that Omega, uh, Crosshair, and Batcher are going to try and get off the world as fast as they can. So, their idea is, we're going to go find a ship here and get on. Crosshair says, hey, let me just shoot everything. And we'll just shoot our way onto the ship. Omega says, no, 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 I got this. So, she goes up to the officer and is like, hey, you know, a little bit of this. We'll get on the ship. And he's like, okay, 15,000 credits. Omega's shocked. Like, wait, what? For two tickets? Like, no, each. And Pete, this was hilarious because... I thought it was so funny Omega was trying to pull off a bribe with no money.
0: I mean, you got to give her credit. I also don't know what she expected the bribe would be. I mean, it's going to cost them a lot of money if they're going to do things, you know, under the table, if you will. So uh, it was definitely cool to see Omega kind of trying to to take leadership here a little bit. Um, and we kind of see that theme throughout the episode as well
1: nick i don't know why this cracked me up so much though because like seeing her her figuring out like oh wait i need money to actually pull off this bribe it's not going to be as cheap as i thought it was going to be
0: it's like she had
2: the right idea but she didn't think it all the way through yeah and yeah like pete said though like let's say the the ticket's usually five thousand if you're going to bribe someone it's probably going to be ten thousand you know what i mean yeah otherwise why would the person do it they're not going to make anything off of it
1: yeah plus the whole idea was that either her or crosshair at chain code so basically saying hey do something shady with the paperwork, like, let us slip by without the chain code, if so I get myself fired, I need money to make this work, it's worth my while.
2: Well, uh, that didn't work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but fortunately, uh, uh, Pete, we found that Omega is becoming a very skilled uh, Sabak player from her time, like, hanging out in Sid's, ca- in Sid's casino here, and, like, she's hustling people for money.
0: I mean, not to be that guy, but was that Sabak? It was. It did not look like Sabak to me.
1: It looks at like the animated version.
0: The animated version. Yeah. So okay.
1: I I mean I played it know. on Knights of the Old Republic. They let you play as one of the mini games.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean I only know Sabak from the you know the card game you can buy from the outpost over yeah. in Disney and also what we see in like Solo and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it looked a little different to me. I saw the numbers, so I thought it was something similar, but I don't know if it was Sabak. But anyway, um. Yeah. I mean, like, good for her. I mean that she's 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 really. Pulling out all these like skills that like we didn't know she had, like where did this come from? Was she paying, playing playing Sabak in the uh, while she was captive? You know, kind of kind of want to know where she got these skills from. They just can, didn't like come out of thin air here. Uh,
1: Nick, I think a lot of this comes back from when she was hanging out with Sid. She probably picked it up as like like playing as these two drunk guys who were in the were in her uh, bar all the time.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: that's definitely it. in season one. Yeah, and two for a little bit. Yep. I also will point out here that I do think it's fun when the Imperial captain and spot-on name here is Captain Man is the guy's name, and he shows up and he basically plays a game with her. She loses, his, and then he says, hey, you got to pay up if you don't want me to catch you for gambling illegally. So, as I remember, Pete, the Empire always wins. The house always wins.
0: House always wins. I mean, I knew something was a little bit fishy when he was uh... – when he was just so like, yeah, you beat me fair and square. Here's your money. No problem. Good job. You know, the Empire is never really that nice to the locals. So uh, I knew something was up from there. I knew there was something up his sleeve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Nick, they have, I believe, 35,000 credits. And need 30 to bribe the officials. So they have a little surplus. And when they get uh, hit up by this kid merchant outside, who's like trying to uh, basically figure out what happened to Batcher, who man threw out and ends up taking after they leave. So I think it's funny how, like, the kid's like, 10,000 credits, and Crosshair basically says, like, I'll kick your ass if we if we don't, if you give me too much. It's like, okay, fine, 5,000.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, then they end up with just enough, huh? Yep, very convenient. Yeah, well, I guess that's why he said, you know, I'm not going to pay that much, because they, he knew how much money they needed. That's why he asked Omega, how much do we have? Yeah. They left, but... Yeah, so. They... Uh, but yeah, that, that, that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, it was funny. They get the information about where the Batcher is. Crosshair says, it's not worth it. It's a hound. We got to move on. Omega says, I'm going after him. Like, you can you can go find your way to the ship. I'm going on here. And uh, Pete, double character one for Crosshair here where he says, you know what? Like, I'm not going to abandon the kid. I'll go after her. Where I feel like maybe in season one or season two, he said, okay, you do your thing. I'll do my thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, not to say Crosshair maybe thinks he needs her but she's kind of spearheaded a lot of what's going on, right? I mean, Crosshair hasn't really done anything except for be the brute force. Um, Omega's been kind of doing the plan. So maybe he he kind of recognized, like, hey, as much as I want to do it my way, um, which is referenced a little bit later, maybe I got to follow Omega here. Maybe I, I kind of need her as well. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool on, you know, on Crosshair to, to have a little bit of change here. We obviously know him as a villain in this show. Um but could could be a little bit of reliance too, a little reliability that uh that he needs Omega in some capacity.
1: Yeah, Nick, it's the first time I've really seeing these characters together, because obviously Crosshair dips before Omega really joins the team in season one. So seeing Crosshair be the dad and sort of like go after his go after uh, her was actually interesting.
2: It was very, sorry. It was very interesting. The two of them together, like you said, it's an interesting dynamic that we've never seen before, and they kind of fit well together. Yes. And she's more like they're pretty much polar opposites, and that and that's why they work. In that she's more caring, and he's more I don't know is selfish the right word? It's like he's more like this is the,
1: this is why the world sucks, kid.
2: Yeah, yeah. like um, Realistic. What's the opposite
1: uh, pessimistic, I guess. Yeah, he's glass half empty, she's glass half full. Well Exactly. Yeah. All right, so that's going on here. I do get to the base here, and I do think it's funny here where Omega's first like. Let's free all the animals, and Crosshair's like, "Kid, chill. We're getting your your dog. We're not getting every dog out of here." And then it ends up being a situation here where she tries to talk her way out of it with man. It doesn't work, and then she says, "Okay, do it your way." And Crosshair starts shooting, and let the animals out. They have this big, massive melee, and Pete does man get eaten by like some like tentacle creature in at the end of this episode?
0: Uh, I I gotta be honest, I don't remember. I just watched it too. I must have like. Turned away or looked at my phone or something. So Nick, can we can we confirm?
2: I I mean, he definitely got taken by one. I don't know if he if he died.
1: I think it was from the way I sounded. It looks like he was dying or at least getting eaten slowly by this creature. I would say so. What was the guy's name? Man, like cat, like Colonel Man.
2: Ridiculous <sighs> name. Yeah, very on the nose. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely saw him get taken by the. Pentacles or whatever that may have been, and I'm assuming he died, but they didn't, like, show it, like, so we don't know like, exactly if he's dead.
1: Yeah, well, according to the Wikipedia, they listed death as a the theme of the episode, so I'm assuming he actually died. Okay. Alright, so that's going on here. Then we see they escape, they grab, the, they steal the shuttle, they fly away, in the midst of all the chaos here. We we find out, basically... So, so
2: hold on, Mike, real quick. They steal the shuttle, right? They the cargo shuttle, yes. That means they still have the money.
1: Yeah, they got the money.
2: So we still have the money, and we're off the world. Yep, and we have uh, Batcher with us. batch who I learned is a, a girl. I guess so. That's what they said. She said "girl" at one point of the episode.
1: Yeah,
2: Did I not... didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So they get off world with their money and Batcher, and Omega sends a transmission to like a secret code out to the bad who earlier. Like Cross said, we can't send it from our ship because the Empire will track it. They do it from this ship. They send a secret code out. Their union comes here. It's nice to see Pete. That uh, the wrecker moment, where wrecker is the first one who sees Omega and gets so excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the whole tracking the the message thing is a little bit odd to me because isn't the Empire going to report that that particular shuttle was stolen?
1: Well, don't forget the captain. Was something... was, the captain was eaten, so it might be a little bit the process. Yeah,
0: may- maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, there's maybe there's no one left to to report it. I, I don't know. I just always thought that like maybe that's going to get reported, and they're going to say, "Oh, we got a transmission from the stolen thing. It's coming from here." Um, but yes, yeah, but we get that reunion. It's very nice. Um, it it wasn't expected. I got to be honest with you. I didn't think we were going to get this reunion this early in the season. I thought we were going to take at least half the season with them not together. And then the reunion would come pretty much toward the the midway to, you know, three-quarter way of the season. And that's kind of how we were going to get that ending. So I'm very interested to see kind of how they move forward. Um, that's not like the very end of the episode, obviously. But I was very surprised to see this happen so quickly.
1: Uh, Nick, what did you go to the timing of this? Because I feel like this was last season or season one. We're talking where P is at the midseason mark. We
2: get this reunion. Here we get it very early. Well, I'm surprised, but in a good way. Yes. I'm happy about it, but I didn't expect it. I thought we would like do this like Pete said, episode seven, episode six, maybe. And the fact that we did it in episode four just means buckle in. We got a great second and third, third of the season coming our way.
1: Yeah, we're all, we're a quarter of the way through, I believe. Is the is the correct is, is, is the is what I have it as. So,
2: well, we got four out of fifteen. So however you want to do that math, we're yep. basically a third, and a quarter, right in the middle. Yep, we're like thirty percent done with the season. So.
1: Yep, we're about 30% way through, and then we get the final shot here where Hunter says, like, how'd you do it by yourself? It's like, I had help. We get the great last shot, Pete, of just crosshair looking back at them and then like, start of looking back at him, not knowing, like, what to make of the situation, and we just go to crash. So I think it was a good way to end the episode.
0: Yeah, it leaves a lot up to question, right? We don't know how Wrecker and Hunter are going to take take him in, if you will. I put that in air quotes. Um, If they're going to accept him or they're going to say... You're on your own, buddy. You know, we've been dealing with you for, you know, however, however long. Um, or they may just welcome with open arms and say, like, look, anything against the Empire will take, right? Because we need to protect Omega. So I uh, it's a great way to end it. Um, Like you had mentioned, edge of your seat, maybe not so much for me, but it still gets me intrigued about what's to come. Um, But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great reunion episode.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the crosshair is fascinating here because obviously it's the first time they've really seen him and remember the end of season two that we're going to go and try and find him when he sends the stress signal out. So interesting to see like how, how many hard feelings there are considering how much time has passed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have an answer for you. We'll have to wait and see. I'm very excited for it as well. Yeah.
1: But that's where we're going to leave the episode here. Let's get to the things we track every single week on the podcast here. So we have three to update us on here. So, uh, uh, Nick, Lau is our fourth planet of the season. So we have four planets so far.
2: We're at an over-under of nine and a half. If anyone wants to get in on the gambling market, they can reach out on Instagram, and we'll, we'll place those bets for you on the Sky Guy Sportsbook.
1: Yep, Sky Guys
2: Sportsbook. Uh,
1: taking your bets right now here. Pete, scorch up again, according to the uh, Wikipedia here, so that's eight name clones so far this season.
0: All right. I mean, we're, we're four episodes in. We got uh, an average of two per episode, so that's pretty good. Yep, and uh,
1: last but not least, Nick, I'm taking the Wikipedia on their word here. We're going to make it three named character deaths because I'm assuming man gets eaten here. So three characters have died.
2: All right. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And that includes our droid friend from last week twice. So he had a very rough week. Now we'll go ahead to our MVP, LVP board. These are the best and worst characters rated by us every single week here. We're keeping track of season three right now. So here's the board at the moment. Dr. Hemlock on top with plus three. Nala St. Omega plus two. Emery Carr, Kevin Kiner from Nick, and Crosshair plus one. Then negative fours, the Stormtroopers, and K9X1, the droid who got himself killed by Omega twice last week. So those that's our board heading through the first three episodes here. So uh, we'll go to the MVP section first. We'll stay positive here.
2: Uh, Nick, who's the MVP of the week? I'm giving it to Omega. Uh, she had a very strong episode. Showed off her excellent of ox skills. She um had a clear plan. She was able to get Crosshair to follow her reluctantly, even if so, even if reluctantly able to follow her, and she really led the episode and it was a strong episode for her. Yeah, I'm
1: give the other half of the team here at point. We'll give it to Crosshair for having the maturity to realize, you know, like she's on to something, like it's not just about me. It can be a little more selfless. He goes, helps her get the beast back, get uh Batcher back and then Fights without him shooting right way through the base. They're not getting off that planet alive. I'll give uh, Trostia the MVP point. So, Pete, you're up.
0: Uh, I'm giving it to Omega. Um, Pretty much like Nick said, not to be boring here. But she really uh comes to her own. She's a leader in this episode. She is a leader at the end of the last episode, last story arc. Um, I feel like there's more to come for Omega. And I think that we're starting to see that this character is not that kid anymore. She's actually growing up and trying to to make decisions and do what's right, and uh, you know it's uh, it's interesting to see that character growth. So MVP to Omega.
1: Yeah, I had the board labeled right here. Crosshair is a negative one on the board. she have been have a plus one, so he's at zero right now as a result of these points. Omega is our new leader right now, Nick.
2: Now maybe the, not, for long. maybe not for
1: long. Maybe not for long. Now we go the other way, the LVP section here, and I'm gonna give this one. This is something I'm gonna steal from Kenobi here. We're giving it to Imperial Security this week because you have this base where you have, um like, one clone and a child, and they manage to free all of your beasts, steal a shuttle, and get your commanding officer killed. That's a terrible job with all those clones and stormtroopers. So I'm giving the Imperial Security the LVP. Uh, Pete, you're up.
0: Um, In the interest of... Not really knowing who to give it to, I'll agree with you, Mike. Um when I think about the episode, there's really no characters that I'm like, wow, this guy really sucks, or this character was really just terrible or did the wrong thing and screwed everyone over. So I will I'll give it to uh what'd you call it, Imperial Security? Yeah. I'll I'll say Stormtroopers, I guess because it's just something that we had on the board, I think, as well, just to keep it all uh all together.
2: Uh Nick, what about you? For the second time in the history of this podcast, I'll be doing Something, and that's why I'll be giving it to Omega, who is also my MVP. <laughs> uh, I just can't let her get away with the bride thing. Yeah, that was bad. I can't let her get away with it. It was, it was so silly. And I don't really think there were, really, like, the only other answer I possibly would have had is the officer man, yeah. only because he was kind of a douche. Yeah. He didn't actually do anything wrong. So, like, and, and I, don't, I hate giving the episodes to, like, the LVPs, MVPs to a guy like that because we're going to look back at this in May and go, who the hell was that? Yeah. I don't even remember. You know, so. To me, Omega was the best epi- the best character in this episode, and ironically, also the worst.
1: Yeah, I thought about getting Omega the LD for the bribing, but then I said, you know what, Imperial Security had such an advantage here, and they screwed it up, so I'm going to give it to them.
2: But for the second time, I don't remember what I did the first time, but I did it another time when we were discussing this. I gave the MVP and MVP to the same person, but I can't, I think it was An Ahsoka, actually. Yeah. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I think it was, I want to say it was, uh, I was there, it might have been an Andor situation.
2: It seems more recent, but maybe you're
1: right. No, oh, no, wait, no, wait. It was It was in bad batch. You gave you gave tech an MVP, an in this episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on here. I, I relabeled Stormtroopers Imperial Security for the so the board here. So they're negative six now for the season. Sounds okay.
0: good.
1: All right. So next up here, grade on a scale of one to ten. One is worse than 1978 Holiday Special. Ten is up there with the Prison Break of Andor as in terms of the best episode of of Star Wars content we've gotten here. So Pete, your grade.
0: I'm giving it a seven. Um, it's not an average episode. It's good. It pushes the story along. We get a great reunion, but it still had that kind of feel of like a Sid mission episode or just like a filler episode a little bit. Um, I feel like the the meat and potatoes of the episode there wasn't like a ton going on. the 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 ending was really the the push for the story to move forward. So um, not like average, definitely above average. So I'll give it a seven.
2: Uh, Nick. I'm also going to give it a seven. I agree. It felt like a Sid mission episode. And you know what? If this is the Sid mission episode, I'm pumped for the rest of the season, because if this is your filler, the non-fillers, it's going to be awesome. This was a pretty good episode. So I'm really excited. Yeah.
1: I gave it a coincide on, on the sevens here. As you mentioned here, like this is Phil, this is good filler. Like this is not like us, like doing death racing or treasure hunting last year. This moved the story forward. Had some character development here. Plus, there was I was just laughing at the absurdity of Omega's attempts to bribe the officials, and in fact, she's a box like expert. So that was that was funny.
2: I thought it would have been a cool dynamic if maybe like Crosshair was sitting behind her opponent, like giving her like what to do and stuff. Oh, he's card counting. I thought they were do something like that. I'm surprised that they didn't to make just made Omega stronger and. It made Omega stronger by not doing that, in my opinion. So I'm happy they didn't. That would have been that would be more of
1: a tech function, be the card counter. True. Yeah. And speaking of here, we're going to prediction for next week. Part Episode five is entitled The Return. So, Nick, what do you think happens next week?
2: I have three words, and that's it. Yep. Rex comes back. That's it. So Rex is the returner, saying. I think so. Whether he's with tech, I don't know. But I think we're for sure getting Rex. You mean Echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who... Oh no, 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 I mean Tech. You, you think... I know he's gonna be with Echo. I, I I mean like whether or not we actually see Tech come back, I don't know. But see, this is why I don't like the two of them, because it's the same character. Yeah. Rex is gonna be with Echo, and whether or not Tech comes back remains to be seen.
1: Yeah, and obviously obviously this is also something I'll measure here, P. We have not seen Echo in four episodes this season.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's a possibility. All right. So I'm going to say here from my, because they, the
1: crosshair union is testy, but they take him back. I think the return though, I think I'm going to go on the Nick train here. I'm going to say that we get confirmation that tech is alive at the end of the episode. And I, and I have a reason for that is because Nick, remember what episode six and seven were
2: the titles? Uh, infiltration and X, ex- something like that, right? Extraction.
0: So if they find out he's
2: alive, he's being used for whatever, they are going to go in and get him. Yeah. I think that's the two parts. I'm getting tech back. What if Rex comes back and says, Hey, guys, I lost Echo. And it's the same thing about Echo.
1: Yeah, I think it's a tech thing. I think we got the shot of that mysterious soldier in the first like three episodes. and kind of dropped him in there. I think we're going to get confirmation at the end of the episode that's tech. All right. Uh, Pete, your prediction.
0: I think pretty much what uh, what you said, Mike, about Crosshair's Reunion, I think that's pretty spot on. They're going to kind of reluctantly take him back and it's going to be rocky, but I think the return is a return of a character that did not appear in the show yet. Yeah. I think that uh, Hemlock goes and hires Asaz Ventress to try to find Omega and we get Asaz Ventress pretty much throughout the rest of the season trying to find uh, Omega, and I think that's the return we're seeing, not a return of a character that we've already met or already know from this uh from this show
2: i think he's right yeah so this is funny I, I didn't think about that i think he's right so we got three
1: different returns here because like you have rex i have i have tech and pete has, has ventures and you
2: can put in parentheses next to mine nick thinks pete is right
0: <laughs> don't put much stock in my stuff because i usually lose like the character drafts and stuff like that but it'd be pretty cool but i, I just forgot
2: about right. her
1: i just forgot about her and i think you're right i think it's too early for ventures personally
0: Listen, we thought, of, we like thought it Boba... might have been too early for the reunion of uh, Crosshair and them, so you, you never know.
2: Yeah, that's true. So it's a good place. It reminds be to... a Boba Fett, though. Like in Boba Fett, the sixth episode, we didn't know what it meant till after, but it was called "From the Desert Comes a Stranger," yeah. and like now we know that meant Cad Bane. Yeah, and and when you hear that, when you look at the, you know Cad Bane in the show, and you look at all the titles in the episode, you're like, oh, that's clearly the one he was in. I feel like we know we know Ventress is in this. We look at the titles of the episodes. I feel like this is clearly the one she's going to be in.
1: Yeah, well, I think, like I said, I think my tech theory still stands. You believe the infiltration extraction titles are reference them going to get someone out because obviously Omega we saw as the beginning of the season. Nick, we said, oh, this is when they're getting Omega out of prison. Here is the infiltration extraction. Now we're going to say, oh, they're already out. I guess this might this is the tech spot.
2: Yeah, your your theory still
1: holds true. Yeah, that's my theory based on the title of the next two episodes. In fact, it's a two-parter. Yep. All right, so that's where we're going to leave for this week. We'll be back next week to cover The Return. And well, thank you guys for coming on. Your people on people social media, how can they do that?
0: At Concy29 on Twitter, or X, whatever the hell it's called, C-O-N-S-Y. And then APtyler308, create this background on Reddit, so make sure you give them a follow. Yep. Uh, Nick, one more time. People follow social media, how can they do that?
2: At Sky Guys Podcast. It's on Instagram, Twitter, X threads and tiktok yeah because follow me on social media mphillips331
1: mphilips331 this week over on the just end the suffering podcast we did some hockey talk with uh christopher russo the host of sports and am podcast and uh i know pete's a big fan of that episode
0: yeah it's a good one uh a little stadium series talk which i always uh love i actually had the opportunity to go to that game and i couldn't which is uh, a little depressing but uh but yeah i always love Always love hearing hockey.
1: I actively chose not to go to that game. I got the presale already, right and I chose not to buy tickets.
0: How do you actively choose not to go to that?
1: I hate MetLife Stadium.
0: Okay. Well, then.
1: Because <laughs> I refuse to deal with that parking situation unless I have to.
0: Park- parking is real shitty over there. It takes about four hours to leave. You yeah. have to you have to get ready to just stay there and hang out. And uh, I can't say that you're wrong. It's really bad. Plus, but, uh,
1: I did the Winter Classic. So for, for me, that felt like a step down.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I understand.
1: All right, so that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with the return on the podcast. But until then, may the force be with you.